Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers, and touring techs in over 50 countries. Pro quality but affordable, Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound, and play their best. After two years of research and development and in collaboration with top guitar repair shops, Music Nomad developed in 2021 the keep it simple setup aka kiss and now thousands of guitar players from beginners to pros have learned how to set up their own guitar they demystified the guitar setup process by developing innovative precision gauges and tools combined with step-by-step general guidelines anyone can follow and set up their guitar to play and sound great with their KISS method and their gauges, you can check the vital areas of your guitar and use their toolkits to perform your own setups. They have a 24-page instructional booklet available in seven languages, downloadable for free, and many how-to videos, both by setup tasks as well as many complete setup video tutorials for popular brands such as Fender, Gibson, Taylor, PRS, and more. Not only is it fun, but a properly set-up guitar takes your playing and sound to a whole new level. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com. Their website has a very cool setup hub section where you can find everything you need to know so you can start setting up your guitar properly. Follow them on social media at, at musicnomadcare. Kiss your guitar with Music Nomad's Keep It Simple Setup. Matt, I was... Um I was in the supermarket the other day. Yeah. And uh, a man threw a block of cheese at me. Wow. How dare he. Welcome, welcome, dear listener, to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branson, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. Hello, Mr. Matt. Well, you, you sound, Matt, you sound depressed by this week's dad joke. Uh, well, I just didn't think it was very vegan of you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh true. <laughs> dear. You can't be telling dairy jokes. Oh, yeah, no, you damn. Yeah, know. only only uh, vegan dad jokes from now on, I promise. To be fair, when I when I first met you and we first started doing the podcast, you were you were far from vegan, I think. Well, really? No, you were I, veggie? Uh, 
No, I yeah, think I, remember well, we used was, to buy snacks and you'd I've eat been, all the snacks and then. Yeah, but, uh, but, but they weren't been, vegan snacks. I've been vegan sure for like be. seven, eight years now, Matt. And I think I was vegetarian before then and pescatarian before then. But when you're veggie or pesky, you don't check, you know, ingredients on a crisp packet. That's something uh, reserved for being <laughs> That's vegan. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> but that's something uh, the human race doesn't do. It's uh, it's one of those lost things. You know, they talk about all the um, abilities that human race has uh, lost over the years. One of them is being able to read the ingredients on things. Uh, unless you're vegan, of course, in which case you do read the ingredients and things. But anyone who's not vegan, you have no flipping idea what you're putting in your body. Like, none. Um, I bet you've never read the back of a packet of anything. I um, heard an interesting thing today. It's not very guitar-related, but to uh-huh. round this uh, this section of interesting news, um, that apparently fruit is so much sweeter now than it was like 20, 30 years ago because of how much we've engineered it to be as sweet as possible for humans, uh, right. that zoos have to stop feeding some fruits to animals because of the entire of the high sugar content, uh, and it's causing things like tooth decay and obesity in animals. So oh. they have to stop feeding fruit to animals because fruit is too high in sugar. We are the um, worst. How about that? So uh, depressing. There we go. That's that was a depressing. depressing start to the. Podcast. It was. What's What's less depressing than that, Joe? Is guitars. So <laughs> should we? Uh, <laughs> we're going to Guitar Summit. We said it last week. Yeah. Um, I guess we're not going to pod while we're there because we can't guarantee. The well, we we'll see. We we'll see. So what we're what we're doing is actually I bought us. Uh, I've got this lovely uh, couple of little Lewitt pencil mics. Uh, that I'll be bringing, and I'll be bringing one of the um, the Lewitt Connect Six interfaces because that can run straight into my phone. Uh-huh. So I figure, okay. uh, basically, what we can do is, even if we can't actually put a show out whilst we're over there, we can potentially record one whilst we're over there, and I can just put it out as soon as I get back. So we'll right, see. Okay. We're going to play it by oh, ear. Okay. We're going to see yeah. what occurs, but we've. Uh, we, we we have the ability. I'm bringing the ability with us, and then we can decide whether or not to do it. Yeah. Well, either way, it's going to be a fun-filled three days um, in oh, yes. Germany. I haven't been to Germany for a little while, so... Uh, actually, I go to Germany probably more than any other country. It seems to work out that way. Germany or Spain. Um, but, yeah back in Mannheim. Might explore a bit more Mannheim this time. Last time I was there, 2019, sort of really sort of doddled between the convention centre and the hotel, and the hotel was next to the convention centre, so uh, I didn't basically right. go anywhere. Wow. Well, it's full um, of great bars and great restaurants. I, I, I uh, did quite a few of those last year when I was over there, and I intend to experience more of what Mannheim has to offer. So uh, I'm, I'm very much... As long as you're not... What, go to the ones you weren't banned from the first time. <laughs> there was one. I got banned from one. That was it. But no, it's... Uh, yes, we're... Uh, it, it will be fine. I just need to not do it... Not do like a 24-hour <laughs> drinking binge like... like a I was going to say, put on your fake moustache, but would it be like, <laughs> take off your real moustache? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what um, I do. This is just... Well, you've got... Emma, this time she'll she need yeah. she'll uh, be keeping uh, tabs exactly. on you, I'm sure, exactly. uh, or paying off your tab this paying time. The, well, it's, it's all on the guitar nerd's dime. 
uh, this year. <laughs> <you know. laughs> don't, t- don't tell the Patreon listeners that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Don't be like, no, we want high quality content, not high alcohol booze. Um, <laughs> exactly. But, we'll but yeah, I'll tell you that- what I'm especially excited about about Guitar Summit is something that I think you told me maybe last week is that there is a Guitar Summit flea market Indeed. where collectors and retailers will be bringing a lot of their gear for more a salesy vibe because, of course, Guitar Summit itself is a lot of brands, lots of boutique brands, big brands as well, but it's basically showcasing gear, you know, a lot of custom mm-hmm. shops showcasing what they make, a lot of big companies like Yamaha showcasing all their, you know, various lines of products. That's what the show's for, and this flea market is going to be way more around purchasing things. So I'm hoping to see some cool vintage gear there. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, in Germany. I, I don't know. I didn't even go last time. So I, no, me neither. I, I didn't really know it existed. Don't, don't know. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, what's there. I mean, it'd just be nice to go to a guitar show. Actually, I was, at, I was doing an event on Friday, and I ran into someone I hadn't seen for a while, um, Simon from G7th Capos. Uh, oh, wow. And yeah. he... And uh, and Tommy, his associate Tommy, and uh, said we we're going to be at Summit. Yeah, said we we're going to be at Summit. They're going to be there as well. Um, and it'd just be exciting to go back to a, a bigger guitar show. I mean, yeah, I didn't even go to Birmingham this year because I was on holiday, I right. think. Um, so it'd be nice to go back. And don't yes. forget, Joe, that also that band that dresses up as dinosaurs and plays heavy metal, Heavy Saurus, will, in- will indeed also be at Guitar Summit. Will they? I didn't know this. I, <laughs> yeah, actually I was just, have no idea who that band is. Uh, I was just looking at the tickets, and uh, yeah, uh, three-day ticket, including Friday and Saturday night in concert, including family special with Heavy Saurus, uh, €44. Euros. Such a bargain mm, price. Such a bargain. Uh, but Heavy Saurus are a German-based Oh no! Sorry, That'd be, uh, they are a Finnish-based heavy metal band that formed in 2009 with music aimed at children. Uh, they all perform in rather <laughs> elaborate dinosaur costumes. Okay, uh, so there we go. It's well, almost like it. Max Max Sabbath, I think. To be honest, <laughs> for me, it's all about the people that play Black Sabbath tunes and dress up as characters from McDonald's. Oh, right. Okay. There you uh, go. But yeah, Ma- Mac Sabbath. Mac Sabbath. Um, I see. I see. Also, some good masterclasses. Martin Miller, uh, Nick Johnston, Bill Kellier from uh, Mastodon, as well. Pliny, oh. Greg Koch, Thomas Blug. I mean, he's at all of them. Lovely yeah. guy. Uh, Matthias Asato, Yvette Young, uh, Adam. Uh, well, Nolly, get good. Uh, Doug Wimbish, the legend that is Doug Wimbish. Oh, good old Doug. Uh, yeah, it's going to be some. Uh, it's going to be a lot some, of masterclasses. Actually, should try and see if we can hook up with um, Yvette Young. Um, yeah, absolutely. I want to see Doug Wimbish yeah. again. I interviewed him once years ago um, when I was at GAC. It was because he was an Ashdown artist. Actually, Ashdown brought him down, and I got to do this little chat with him about his gear. And he brought his actual Spectre. You know, he just has the one. I mean, I know he plays other Spectres. He's got that five string. He plays a lot, but his like Euro, his his Spectre, the orange one that he plays with yeah. the PJ configuration, the EMGs, and it's all wrecked and worn. It's like it's just that that's the one, and he just flies that with him everywhere and plays it. Yeah. I'm always amazed I, um, when players do that. Like 
like Juan Alderete did that when we did the Ampeg install, Ampeg and Earthquaker devices install at GAC, and he had his actual 1970 P-Base fretless that's got a Bartolini jazz bass pickup cut in it, cut into it, which is basically on all the Mars Volta records. Like, he didn't need mm. to bring that. He could have played anything. He could have brought any other fretless that he owns, but he brought this <laughs> legendary instruments and flew it over in a mono soft case. You know, it's uh, I find yeah. it amazing when artists do that. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember Doug Wimbish came to the booth right at the end of the day on like the Saturday at Summer Nam. 2017 i think we just launched gt 1000 and (laughs) just instantly got some of the most bizarre sounds out of it (laughs) i've ever heard like found the flanger and then just like cranked it to full and like of course he did slapped the low e string and then like detuned it and then like added a bunch of delay and i'm like what is this (laughs) but that's um because we had it when we were in gak we had a doug wimber specter for ages didn't we yeah yeah, um, I love that thing. But it was um was it expensive. We didn't, we didn't sell I, no, any I other think specters, th- did we? We, I don't think it was secondhand. I think we had that to sell as a proper one. I think we did sell specters, you know. But right. I think the problem was the Doug Wimbish one is a very specific color, and it was like twenty seven hundred quid. And I do remember that we sold it, but I think we sold it for you know under two grand so <laughs> in the end it was just yeah. it wasn't the time for spectre back then like now no. now they're they're everywhere they're doing really well but when you know the base department in gak back in you know whenever it was 2015 you know that was more it needed to be a fender custom shop to get out the door at that money mm. but yeah no but um we sold it eventually. I mean, yeah. my my favourite bass um, was. I mean, I loved the Dusty Hill, uh, but the Albert, cool. the Big Al, the Big Al, the Big. I'd still Owls. buy that. <laughs> if I still had the money, or if I had money, I would absolutely buy that. So the Any Big Al, dear man. listener, was the Music Man Albert Lee signature model, but as a bass, so the body was enlarged. And it had three single coil pickups with the third one angled like a strap pickup and then had something like a seven way blade on it as well. I think actually the one we had, I think the one oh, we had, had was H, I think it was HH actually. Oh, was it? Um, was it HH? I'm sure we had an oh, HH. Actually, I think maybe it was just H. I think it was just Humbucker in the bridge. Yeah. But and the, I think maybe that was the problem. The big owl. They do a Big Al 5 SSS or DITS, yes. which is, yeah, a five-string, three-single-coil with two standard pots, two sets of dual-content centrics, and four buttons. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah, absolutely, standard. absolutely mad. But um, anyway, that's the base I would have owned. Yeah. 100%. You know, speaking about Doug Wimbish, you know, his, his he's obviously famous for his ridiculous pedal board, but he doesn't use the switcher or anything, or really sort of conventional modern multi-effects. So his boards are so big because every pedal's doing, like, one job that he can turn yeah. on and off. He has, uh, like, last time I looked at his pedal board, he had three H9s on there. <laughs> and it's because each one can only do one thing. Yeah, I. Um, it reminds me very much of, uh, well, it's very much the sort of Nick Reinhardt approach, yeah. you know, that kind of just step on it and see type of thing but when um, you do boards like that the the 
the rate of breakage and also trying to problem solve live must be so high. <laughs> I just think I just don't know if I can be bothered to step on that many pedals. I'd just rather step on one button and it do all for. I know we yeah. we had this uh, conversation many times before, but that kind of does a switcher. I'm sure we were talking about it in relation to polymath, but does a switcher stifle creativity because stepping on lots of different pedals and different combinations, or is it another way? Is it a different route to creativity because you can create pedal combinations and switch combinations of pedals on and off that you wouldn't be able to do by your feet in time for a change, for example? I think it depends how much you do on the fly. I would say that it is stifling for writing, Mm. um, but probably not so much for performing. Yeah, I don't don't know. I just sometimes I find. I mean, I can certainly find that ideas or like nuggets of ideas come out of turning on different combinations of pedals. Yeah. But then I find that sometimes, yeah, you can then start to go down the route of turning on too many things and actually Maybe. you've sort of just gone, could I have just done this with one pedal? <laughs> mm-hmm. Did I really need to do turn on like six different things to get this one sound? Um, I guess you can get in a bit of a, you must have had this Morjo, certainly writing records that, that it'd be easy to create loads of different sounds, record that on the record, and then go, actually, how do we ever do this live? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that can be problematic. Um, because then you've just got loads of, loads of sounds. You're like, actually, do I need a pedal board to do all of that? I think that was the good thing about Nick. Nick Reinhardt was certainly... He knew how to get certain things out of certain pedals and just you know, use those as his core sounds, but put, bought a load of different pedals out on tour with him. Um, but always knew how to get the specific, I would say, kind of, you know, Terramello sounds out yeah. of various different pedals. Um, yeah. But yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. how did we get here? Doug Wimbish. <laughs> Doug Wimbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, um, you know, we'll see him at Guitar Summit. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I hope so. We'll see. I hope now this so. week, this week, Matt and dear listener, we're actually going to do a bunch of news. We rarely, rarely do news anymore, mostly because you don't come to Guitar Nerds for the latest news, but also because uh, there hasn't been that much that's excited us. You know, there, there have been select. Oh, let things, the other guys handle the news. Exactly. Let the exactly. Bryant and Steve's handle the news. <laughs> but that said, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we want to talk about that's been building up over the last couple of weeks, and I think this is a good episode for us to um to get involved in some of those things first of all before we deal with any of the incredible deals offers and new releases that we've been seeing knocking about i wanted to talk a little bit about gone fishing effects this brilliant wonderful little effects company dear listener they're uh, they're they're owned and operated by the um the fellow who is the sound engineer for simon neal the tech rather for simon neal from biffy clyro and gone fishing effects first pedal release was the uh, the boom blast which was actually it was built in the ashdown custom shop uh, and it was a super limited edition pedal that was just uh like a simon neal you know i think it signed everyone i don't know exactly what the deal i think they was. um because i i think if i remember rightly 
they were on that pedal show and i think they showed it off at yeah. one point yeah that's and i think right, yeah. they were considering making it i think simon neil was on there and they were like oh yeah we're gonna launch it and then i i don't think anything actually ever no. ever came of it and now you yeah. can't buy those oh they were available from the biffy store but i don't think you can actually buy them anymore Right, yeah, they were they were weird and super limited, and I think they did a couple of colorways anyway. But um, mm. but yeah, they were they were cool. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, the gone gone fishing effects have released a new pedal, uh, which is the most remarkable thing. So the pedal is called Only the Dead, and the best thing about this pedal is that. I guess it's uh it's an it's an odd shape and all of the pedals that have been built in this range I don't know how many there are one two three four six I'm not 20, gonna count I think is it twenty? Is it t- no it's, it's more 20. than twenty. It looks like fifty. There are six a row there. So that's uh, six, twelve. That's a it's it's a forty uh, yes. or fifty, something like that. But um anyway, so these pedals, they all that basically all of them clip together they don't clip together if they sit together you can see one complete piece of artwork spread across the entire thing of a cool sort of grim reaper in a cowboy hat singing into a microphone and all this stuff around them all these skeletons and speakers and uh asteroids in the sky and trees in the background and wolves and stuff it's all of that sort of thing but the the whole thing, all of the pedals together make up that piece of artwork. So when you get a pedal, you get an individual little bit of this artwork, which is very, very cool. And you don't know what you're going to get. You could get anything. But Well, I think, uh, I think actually previously you could buy individual images uh, right. or looking at their, pre- their prior launch to this, they, you could buy individual ones i mean it's very it is very very cool i think it's always a shame that you will you will take that piece and you will never reassemble the puzzle <laughs> unless um, you meet all of the other people who have bought that pedal it would be like captain planet with the rings yeah <laughs> earth fire heart um yeah, heart. how did heart get into that show well, what was just that? An it's not even one, an element no the element of love joe the element of love oh, yeah, um sorry. I think I uh, definitely think it's really cool. Obviously, not the first people to do it. I think Zvex had definitely done that oh, before. Did they? Really? I'd never yeah, yeah. Zvex done it, and actually, uh, Walrus did it. And I believe with Walrus, you could buy the complete set. So it was like six of their like delay reverb pedals, all different pedals, obviously. Right. Um, but you could buy the set of six um but it is very cool it's a great way to make everyone individual still the yeah. same product but make everyone individual and be able to offer some uh some different things to uh to what everyone I, what i really like on on also on the on the total image this doesn't apply to all of all of the pedals but where possible the artwork has brought the led placement in line with whatever nugget of art you've got on that pedal oh that's cool like if there's a little wolf facing side on on yours then his eye will be the red dot if there's a speaker then maybe the center of the cone will be the red dot led 
you know. Oh, there's, that's uh, cool. No, yeah, that's, that's cool. well thought out because you could have easily had, uh, it looks like 36 enclosures. You could have easily had 36 enclosures that are all exactly the same. So I think it's really nice um, that they've actually thought about the placement of each one rather yeah. than just, you know, have 36 of the same box, as it were. Yeah, so that's very, very cool, cool indeed. And, listener, more exciting than that, their demo video, the actual official video from Gone Fishing Effects for this pedal uh, is uh, has the pedal being demoed by our very own Naomi, Naomi McLeod, which is oh, pretty I'll cool. Put a little round of applause in there. Yeah, woo! Oh, actually, I do have one of those. I meant in post. No, no, I think I've got one. Oh, I don't. I don't have a round of applause. I've got, I've got a ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> Batter up. Um, no, that's amazing. Um, I was watching the pedal show video with Mike Venart and listening to a bit more of the band. And uh, yeah, very Empire State bastard. They're fantastic. Yeah. Super aggressive. <laughs> Really very great. angry there's a song uh, on the album Naomi that's does a great just, job she does well she's not on the record uh she's just on live duties actually hopefully she'll be on the next record but um uh they have a song on the album that's just simon neil singing and um what's his name lombardo the drummer um dave lombardo dave lombardo drumming it's just drums and vocals that's very cool yeah it's um it's a really interesting watch actually talking uh I I must admit, Joe, probably much to many listeners' horror and maybe your horror, um, but I, I've never really listened to a lot of Biffy Clyro and I didn't really ever listen to a lot of Ocean Size. Um, and so I didn't really know much about them, apart from obviously know who Simon Neal is, but Ocean Size didn't know a lot about. Listened to a bit of it. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't really, um, yeah, and I don't know. I remember a person I lived with was really into them. Um, They're one of those bands, I think, that people were either really into them or had no idea who they were. Yeah, ninety because they formed in 1998 and then went on to about 2011. So, yeah, sort of probably missed the really early part of it. And then I, I get the feeling that towards the end of their career, it was like maybe not bringing many new people in. Yeah, but, sure. But um, a lot of loyal fans from from there on in. But yeah, very, very probably should <laughs> probably should give them more of a listen. But yeah. Empire, Empire State Bastard, I thought were wicked, super aggressive. I watched someone, someone somehow finished managed to record the entire set uh, at Arc Tangent, um, which is great because it's obviously great to watch. But also, if you're the person standing behind that person, very <laughs> annoying. I can't remember the last... I went to a gig recently. Who was it? And someone was literally standing there, filmed the entire first song on their iPhone. And I was like, the only time you're going to watch that again is if there's nothing on TV, you're sat in an airport and you're like, oh, I've got no Wi-Fi, so I'm going to watch that video again. It's just so annoying. So annoying. Um, well, well, Matt, anyway. do you know what's the opposite of annoying? Uh, not annoying. And do you know what's not annoying? What is not annoying, Joe? Tell me. Sales on 
great guitars. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Um, well, it is. It can be annoying because if you've got no money. Oh yeah, yeah. Or if you you've just spent a bunch anything. of money on a great Telecaster, and now a perfectly good one is coming up for absolutely no money. What I'm talking about, dear listener, is if you are in the Europe area, Toman are doing some mega super duper sale on all of the the last of the stock of Squire's 40th anniversary range. Now the Squire 40th anniversary range is, is kind of a year in. I think they're outdated now is that right? Are we on the 30, 41st year? Maybe I have be. yeah, I think we are on the 41st year. So so that's probably why these are being ditched out at, at cheap prices and they were incredible guitars. The problem was dear listener, they were very premium which meant a lot of them were hitting the 400 to well they were hitting around 500 pounds and i think a lot of people still sort of uh, get a bit squeamish about paying 500 pounds for a squire even though if you take the name away from it they're fantastic guitars you've got to understand mm-hmm. that's still Indeed. built in 500 pounds for a squire is an awful lot of money whether it's great or not so these guitars are now going for as little as £259, upwards to around 300 quid. They are doing the guitars and the basses. They have a broad range. I posted on the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook uh, about one of the basses. They've got this gorgeous 40th anniversary 50-style bass, vintage gloss maple neck um, in this gorgeous... Uh, vintage blonde with a gold anodized plate my goodness my goodness you like this is very gorgeous and premium 288 pounds it's nothing is it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely incredible the telecaster that they that they've got they were 40th anniversary telly they've got so they're doing a 50s style bound so Butterscotch Telecaster, black anodized aluminium plate, bound black, but maple vintage tint neck, £259. Wow. That is, I mean, that is just that is a bargain and a half. Exactly. Um, and they've got that oh, in they've got that in vintage white or, or sort of butterscotch, and they've got it in a Dakota red as well. Although for me, uh, the Squire Paranormal Offset Telly in both red and black, actually, Joe, even cheaper at two two five. Oh, really? They're doing more than they're dipping out more than just the yeah. uh, forty. Like I'm got just a bit of a oh wow, a uh, bit got a, a bit of a Squire though. Paranormal. Uh, I think according to the website, they've got a bit of a end of summer deal on Squire starting at 225 right, wow. so, oh right yeah, I was just looking up the 40th telly. anniversary stuff wow that's incredible here at Guitar Nerds we're massive fans of Stringjoy guitar strings and you should be too Stringjoy if you don't know are the world's first true string custom shop that's where they started with the idea to offer extremely high quality strings in all the funny gauges that you could possibly need shredders looking for a thicker bottom end country players looking for extra twang etc but what they've become is something much more. Stringjoy realised that the standard that us players accept for string quality is pretty low. Manufacturers have been building cheaply and quickly for years, and we've just accepted that as par for the course. And most of us probably didn't really know any better. So Stringjoy moved into actual standard string gauge manufacture too, offering the same superior quality, craftsmanship and attention to detail that they do with their custom sets. Their whole thing is to be the best, not just to make the most. So I think they're well 
well worth your time and interest. Stringjoy strings are available at stringjoy.com and at 400 plus dealers across the globe. If your local store doesn't stock Stringjoy yet, ask them to. Um, although I must admit, I would be very tempted by the 40th anniversary Jazz Master. Jazz Master in blonde with a gold anodized plate and a maple neck. Is that not the best thing ever? For £299. This is surely the best guitar ever built for £299. I mean, that is... Yeah, I would... If I had the money, I would be... Looks like this even got... I don't know if this is the picture, but I mean, obviously, it's got the um, barrel saddles rather than the uh, screw saddles that you get on a Mustang. So instantly made that improvement. Looks like it's actually got sort of road-worn or patinaed um hardware as it well does in yeah they do yeah the, uh, all of the uh, 40th anniversary stuff does have slightly worn tarnished hardware um i can't remember who uh someone had commented about it on the on the group let me see if i can scroll as i talk um andy manley uh has who has bought one of the the p bases those 50 style blonde p bases he said i can confirm it's a lovely thing all the metal work is tastefully aged and the neck is incredible maybe i need to buy one i mean matt the the so the 40th anniversary dear listener that we're talking about desert sand is the name they're giving to the finish it's kind of a butterscotchy vintage white gold anodized plate yeah a real one tarnished hardware maple neck vintage tint maple neck white Jazzmaster pickups. This is absolutely stunningly I gorgeous. Two hundred ninety-nine pounds. I mean, right basically, now. you know, I'm gonna get one. You've got the closest you've got to that, which we've raved about for years, is the J Mascus. And the only difference to the J Mascus is it's got a rosewood board. Yeah, and um, I'd rather have the maple board. Yeah, I think. This is a very, very cool guitar for the money. That's an absolute... I'm surprised they haven't sold out already. That's an absolute steal. Oh, I, I think I buy two. Buy, buy one for me. I think uh, I'm going to buy, buy three, three things. I'm going to get two guitars and one bass. Maybe the Paranormal Cabernet Tatelli Thin Line? Yeah, I saw that. And, and I don't know whether the finish looks a bit plasticky. Um, mm. But I think that's just the pictures. Um, but the, the Jazz Master's got to be an absolute win for that. That is absolutely, absolutely killer product for that price not that it was a bad price at 459 quid um but sometimes when these things come down you just think well yeah that is just that's a lot of guitar for the money yeah there's a lot of guitar for the money what about an offset telecaster matt would you ever get an offset do you remember jay had an offset telly yeah do you know because for years they didn't make them and they called them what the telemaster telemaster which was a better Uh, name than offset telly yeah, I don't know who's in charge never... of Fender marketing? But I don't know why name. they never went for that. But that's a cool guitar because you've got the wide range humbucker. Yeah, in the neck, um, neck. Oh, personally, I would, I would like that because it's got the rosewood board, and I need more stuff with rosewood board. But the neck is high gloss, and I know me and you differ on that, Joe, because uh, I'd rather have a satin <laughs> neck rather than a sticky. Uh, yeah. gloss neck um but that's cool i don't know what else they do in because they've sort of got a wide range of different bits in that but i don't think they've got anything else in that offset sort of teddy range anymore so that's a great guitar if you want that body shape otherwise you're going to warmth and paying far too much yeah. um for an individual body and neck 
Are you there, Joe? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you you finished on like a neck, and I thought I thought I'd <laughs> lost you. <laughs> I thought I'd lost you. <laughs> no. Technical difficulties. I'm sorry. That's I the problem when I can't see you. <laughs> yeah. So, dear listener, I'm not going to cut this, Matt. Dear listener, Matt has uh, misplaced or no, Matt has given uh, his wife his um, uh, his webcam. So I haven't seen Matt. In, <laughs> that sounds uh, in weeks. terrible. <laughs> I gave my wife my webcam. <laughs> She's not you giving eat. it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I need to buy a new webcam. No visual cues, Matt. I get no visual cues from you. I, know, I don't know where to stop that's talking. The difficult thing is. That's the difficult thing. Yeah. Um, but yes, no, I had finished. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, sorry. I mean, I slightly ignored it because I'm just flicking through these incredible deals on the Toman website. Uh, this is this is going to be an expensive evening for me. I've, I've got a feeling. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, and a uh... good day for me. Lots of presents <laughs> coming my way, I'm sure. Um, but we should, Joe, talk because this sort of leads on to something that I wanted to talk about last week, yeah. um, which was... Lots of new things happening at Fender. Although it's been a bit of a, a slow news uh, week, so there's been a couple of new signature Fenders, including the Mike Kerr signature Jaguar bass. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of led me on a path of, uh, again, Squires. You know, we just live in such a great time where you can buy cheap guitars that are good so yeah. you can keep buying guitars um, because otherwise, you know, normally always too expensive um and i hadn't realized how many web exclusives the fender.com website have for fender squire exclusives in the uk unbelievable Um, unbelievable what a great idea so these are as far as we're aware the only available on fender.com uh and as of this podcast are available on fender.com gb so they are shipping to the uk or from the uk um and it's mainly limited edition finishes yeah but actually i'm really into some of these finishes Um, what's your favorite well from the guitar perspective it's gotta be yeah, the I paranormal Esquire, Esquire Deluxe, Deluxe. In, blue, in Blue Sparkle. <laughs> blue Sp- which again, Esquire Deluxe. Dear listener, if you haven't seen the paranormal Esquire Deluxe, it is, it's not really an Esquire, it's a, well, it, it's a 70s style um, telecast, like 77 telecast, but with just the wide range humbucker in the bridge. So you've got this massive amount of scratch plate on there with nothing in it, and then just two volume controls and a little uh, toggle that i assume is doing some something it's a um yeah it's a three-way selector for because we did look at this before and i didn't even (laughs) clock that it had didn't even uh clock that it had on there but yeah switch for single coil humbucking and then humbucking with volume and tone bypass um if only they'd done that with a vintage tint neck no i i like it i like that um I really want one. Maybe I should hook up, uh, hit up some contacts and get that. Um, 369 pounds, Matthew. Although actually when I've clicked on it, it says notify me when available. It doesn't say that when you look at it. Um, <laughs> but that is very cool. I think that is, uh, I'm into that. Then from a base perspective, I mean, surely it's got to be the paranormal rascal base HH mm. in shell pink with a taut guard and a matching headstock. I mean that is. I, I mean that like, is such a cool base. It's unbelievable. It's some. Un- I feel like it's hit us at the wrong time, though, Matt. I feel like if this had come out when, imagine when the GAC 
Guitar Shop podcast started or the start of Guitar Nerds, if this guitar had come out then, we'd have probably bought 10. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd have, gear I'd, of the have, year. I'd have bought two. It would have won gear of the year, hands down. Now we're so oversaturated with shelping short scales that I'm sort of like, yeah, this is fun. It's um, it's going to be interesting when we get round to gear of the year because there's so many limited runs. You mm. know, we're going to have to really think about the criteria this year because, mm. you know, there's just so many different things. I mean, they even have a Squire Bronco in purple. Yeah. Oh, ultraviolet purple. Yeah, it's like um, it's a non-metallic purple, dear listener. So it's just such a strange color. It's so hard to quantify it's it's almost but um yeah movie i just think it's such a good time to be able to i don't know if you just want to buy something and you don't want to spend loads of money you can just get a cool thing to like play around with um it's wicked actually the bronco i didn't realize the bronco now also comes as a standard color in tahitian coral um (sighs) the bronco comes with you can get an indian laurel neck on the bronco now for the first time ever it's always been maple only yeah, on in black though, which is a shame. But then, yeah. you know, that's not the worst of all the guitar colours. But what's your least favourite guitar colour, Matthew? Three tone sunburst. What? <gasps> I can't, you're <laughs> not actually saying that, Matt. Three tone sunburst is maybe the best. It's like no. the quintessential standard. It says quality. It can make an affordable guitar look quality. A Squire yeah, Affinity can... Stratocaster in three tone sunburst. No, it can do the op- it can do the opposite. I think it can make no. a good guitar look cheap. Wrong. Uh... Two tone sunburst can do that. Three tone is always good. There's no situation and there's no guitar that's ever been built in three tone sunburst that hasn't looked premium. No. Uh I have to uh, I'm going to have to agree to disagree there, Joe. I just <laughs> not I'm not into the sunburst. You are you not into In the, fact, so you, I would you actually don't even say like maybe a it's a nice sunburst. I would say in fact it's not necessarily even sunburst, it's bursts in general. What? I think sunburst. So wait, you don't like silverburst. Wait, 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 wait. So you don't like Antigua? <laughs> no one likes old boiled egg burst. Um, Mushroom burst. I'll have you know. Actually, silver burst is the exception to that. I will take oh, okay, silver good. burst. It is great. But most other bursts, meh. What about meh. that awful Fender one that I ended up playing at that gig because Jay still hasn't picked up that Jazzmaster from me? Um, What's that colour called? They're oh, called, uh, Midnight. Dark Night. Dark Night. Dark Night. Yeah, Midnight that's. Night, yeah. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people sing you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah, that's that's borderline, but not great. Matt, it's the worst one. That one's like um, the, a travesty to bursts. Yeah. But so, it's... um. Yeah, that's that is my work. What about you then, Joe? A Burgundy Mist, I guess. Is it still Burgundy Mist? What? No, least favorite. We were talking about least favorite, right? I thought actually, I thought Burgundy Mist. Oh, maybe I'm. Just I love Burgundy Mist. Yeah, I love Burgundy Mist. That's a great color. Right, right, least favorite it. color. Um, Hit me. Uh, I don't know. Probably something pastel. Um, oh no. Uh, um, I, I mean, it's so easy to do it because you can look at like Squire colors and be like, yeah, that weird royal blue that they do but i would say yeah um i'd say i think blue is the hardest color to to do a guitar because you can get great blues like daphne blue is fantastic you know mm. can be fantastic but it can be terrible it can go yeah. either way um sonic blue is almost always good because it's almost white um but then pelham blue is fantastic but um, Lake Placid Blue, which is very close to Pelham Blue, is terrible. So it's yeah. uh, it, it's, it's I, difficult. I think it's always, to me, the classic colours. So the Dupont car colours, yeah, yeah, are the best colours in, yeah. in my opinion. I think they, they still are. They're, they're, just, they're very good. They Mercedes just, Blue they just work. Mercedes Blue is one of my favourite finishes that i've ever seen um, the clapton finish the clapton finish it's really i know i know he's a horrible person but uh <laughs> but i really like the color i don't want to like his stuff but i still like cream the band you know it's uh, yeah it's um people I still listen saw, to michael jackson you know <laughs> there's um so here i think this is a 50s fender order sheet maybe so lake placid blue sherwood green daphne blue foam green sonic blue shoreline gold metallic surf green olympic white Inca silver metallic fiesta red Dakota red burgundy dis burgundy dist burgundy, burgundy mist black and shell pink hmm. they were the uh, they were your options I mean man when you see a fifties like muscle car in hmm. shell pink I just think they look so good yeah um, I don't yeah I, yeah all of those yeah. all of the, those the shell the the pastel colors are definitely great but they're I like a dark rich color I like a color to look like a I don't know, like a leather-bound book, an oak table. You know, I, I want it to... Yeah. Um, That's where we fa- differ. Favourite colour then, Matt, because I think mine will surprise you, but go on then. Favourite finish. I mean, do I even need to... <laughs> you know, pink is my colour of choice. Right, right, We're right. even uh, sh- shopping for a new sofa at the weekend uh, as we move house and uh, looking through the swatches, I was like, we could have a pink sofa shell pink uh, is gonna pick um, up every single stain i don't you, care you need to. <laughs> uh, i i want the pink sofa and i want a pink we, i mean then we were looking at kitchens and i was like i could have a pink kitchen um apparently it's in it's in bright color kitchens are in name is like it will date so quickly i was like yes. but i will live forever um <laughs> but yeah i i think pink if pink didn't exist hmm pink well you can't just say pink matt i'm I'm saying guitar well shell pink just shell pink not metallic shell shell pink pink, just straight shell pink not shell 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 pink pink. shell pink no just straight shell pink pink. um but if it wasn't shell pink then paisley (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, no, because it, it'd have to say pink paisley, yeah. and I think that's unfair. If all my guitars had to come in a different colour, a more classic colour, so difficult, because like, I've got a Baja telly, and I think that colour would look rubbish on Vin- a strat vintage blonde yeah yeah it's, 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 it's a color that only works in one one setting doesn't it hmm. shoreline gold uh, that's <laughs> a great uh, that's a great I, choice i, I really yeah, i've got a lot of time sure like a, yeah because i had two that. guitars in shoreline gold and i, I thought i liked that color a lot hmm. um champagne so sparkle maybe Ugh, no it's tacky matthew just I stick know, but I am tacky. Um, yeah. But yeah, all right then, Joe. Come on then. What's hit me? It's going to surprise you. Here we go. Aged charcoal frost. Aged charcoal, charcoal frost. frost. Charcoal frost metallic. I think is the full name of the color. Aged charcoal frost metallic. First time Joe I saw Brenton. it. First time I saw it was on the Fender Custom Shop Sean Hurley Signature Sixty One Precision Bass. And I thought it looked absolutely I amazing. I know that. Uh, he's, um, uh, what's his chops? That fellow that I hate is his bass player. Ah. Uh, who's that guy I hate? Uh, what's the John name? Mayer? John Mayer. That's it, yeah. It's his bass player. Uh, oh, but he right. does, Sean Hurley does loads of things other than that. But oh, that is um, cool. He did a 61P bass with a torque guard. Yeah. Aged charcoal frost metallic with a torque guard. Oh, rosewood neck P bass with flat wounds. And a little Jaguar mute kit fitted. Oh, yes, I um, I actually think, I know we're on a bit of a tangent here, but the best, in my opinion, the best ever looking bass we ever had come through the doors was Wes Steed's uh, <laughs> XGAC employee. Yeah. His custom shop, uh, what was it, 50... It was, it was 62. It 50, 62. 62 P-Base yeah. in Olympic, Olympic white, white over candy apple red, yeah. uh, which is now owned by Scott Devine, Scott's Bass Lessons, I think. Yeah, that's right. And um, he has, Scott Devine has a few different bases now in that in that relic finish. Oh, man, it is just... Oh, that's just such a good-looking bass. It's and it good sounded good, too. It was just... That is a wicked bass. I, every, everyone who saw that was like... That is the absolute best. Yeah. Um, but doesn't have any more, but he can still look at it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, Matt, if you hate three-tone sunburst so much, that must mean, first of all, isn't uh, like, uh, um, isn't, uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. <laughs> uh, ah! Red Hot Chili Peppers. John Frusciante. John Frusciante. Isn't John Frusciante like your hero? That is true. But, but secondly, does that mean that you don't like the new Fender Mike McCready Stratocaster? Well, I would say yes. But at the same time, it's relicked enough that the relicking <laughs> makes it look cool. This, um, this Stratocaster is absolutely incredible, dear listener. The legendary Pearl Jam guitarist Mike McCready's finally had, after he had his custom shop a, a few years ago, has had a standard model, like a road-worn model, but it's a heavily, heavily road-worn Stratocaster in... Um, is it two tone? It's three tone, isn't it? It's just a yeah. Uh, is it three tone? It, it is, but it's a very blocky black yeah finish yeah. around the edge. Yeah, but it looks um, absolutely incredible. This is testament to them doing 
to to you know, Mexican fenders making incredible relic jobs these days. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Sixteen hundred and forty nine pounds. This is an expensive. Um, well, yeah, I think Mexican Stratocaster, but you're right. Certainly, I mean, I haven't seen one in the flesh, but that's a pretty heavy relic job for the the standard factory as it were um because everything that we've seen out of that was obviously done and this will be done the same as well but a um stencil but it looks far more realistic than some of the other ones because do you remember i think it was the first series of the road worn or the second series and the next they tried to relic the next and they were like so just done on a stencil to like extreme degrees that it um they just didn't look right at all yeah um but this looks far more tastefully done i think it looks fantastic the demo with mike mccready himself sounds absolutely fantastic as well i mean if you wanted a relic stratcaster and you didn't want to pay four thousand pounds for fender to do it this is surely an amazing option i really like the the middle uh, tone control is aged and the other two aren't <laughs> yeah it's like oh i changed those recently so yeah, you know exactly. whatever <laughs> um but it is very very cool it was i mean if you're a massive pearl jam fan obviously and having the custom shop version before not being able to get it uh and now having this one available yes a little bit more of a premium price i can't couldn't imagine when we were at working in stores selling a Mexican Fender for 1,600 quid. Um, But times have changed. Uh, Things are more expensive, and you still get a cracking guitar for the money. Yeah, the Mexican stuff is incredible quality. And, I mean, you've got the custom shop pickups, so the pickups you're only going to get in that. Uh, Road-worn lack of finish, you know, nine-and-a-half-inch slab rosewood fingerboard, so they've not just put a laminate board on there. I like the fact you've got the aged dots on there. They've really taken the time to make a great-looking guitar at, um, you know, in a sort of more affordable factory, realistically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's... um are you i i, so good, I just Matt. think for I me think and again i'm i'm sure i'm gonna gonna lose a few uh followers over this one but uh <laughs> i've just never really um i guess i'm just a bit of a loser when it comes to music and pearl jam just i didn't listen to a lot of pearl jam and i've listened to some now yeah. and, and i do like it but i think at the time i just Again, just a band that... I mean, I didn't really grow up in the grunge era. I, I grew up... Sure. I know you're a bit older than me, Joe. Not massively, but a little bit. I grew up in an era where, if you think about early 2000s, it was all just like... Grunge, grunge had gone, like new metal was... It's like, no, you've got to play your... You know, you've got to be like West Borland and play your <laughs> crazy... Ibe- well, I mean, everyone just wanted to play an Ibanez, realistically. Yeah. No one wanted to play a Fender. Everyone wanted to play an Ibanez. Yeah. Unless you listen to the Red Chili Peppers, and then everyone wanted a strat. Um, when was your then, did, so? Did you do a school band, Matt, that sort of defined your taste in guitars? Do a little school well, band. Was, yeah, I did. Um, so the first person out of our group of friends that bought a guitar was um, I used to, every Sunday. Me and three other people used to go around this this other person's house. We used to hang out every Sunday. We did that for about. 
eight years. Um, and he was the first person to get a guitar, and he got an Ibanez RG7321. Wow. <laughs> so the seventh <laughs> string. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Into a lot of corn, it's, did you? Well, it was just into a lot of corn. Um, and quickly realized that he needed to take the low E string off. Then everyone else got guitars apart from one of our friends who got a bass. And yeah, I mean, really influenced by just flicking through the music channels. But also at that point, early 2000s, the biggest genre of music, I think, in the UK was like Ibiza. Do you know what I mean? Like dance music and and that kind of whole thing. But the 2000s were a bit of a weird void of Hmm. guitar music ceased to exist you know i think at that point and was sort of coming back in i guess um but yeah that i think everyone listened to the same thing and it was that whole not grungy uh, people obviously still listen to nirvana but were way more influenced by new metal yeah um way yeah. more influenced by new metal when did the the strokes first album came out in um 2001? 2001. 2001. Was it 2001 or 2000? Yeah, it's 2001. 2001. It must have been. Yeah, 2001. My, my school band Is did cover, cover that. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, they, they were the reason that I started swinging high, to be honest. I was always always wore my strap as low as possible uh, until then. And then I saw the strokes and I was like, yes, this is what <laughs> And you're like, what's this weird bit on the strap for and then like it just suddenly like <laughs> levitates up and you're like i found and then like the tie comes on and the suit and then you're just like oh this is it um that is a great record though that first stroke is this it is. what a perfect album yeah one yeah, absolutely that is perfect very record. cool i did but yeah i think much. um where did we get to mike mccready uh yeah just i don't know the grunge thing you know, everyone listened to Nirvana, obviously, hmm. um, but sort of passed me by, I guess. It was, you know, didn't start listening to Radiohead until I kind of moved to Brighton and got in with a new crowd. And, you know, you listen to so many podcasts and musicians and it's the people you're with that make the music that you listen to, realistically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was more of a new metal kid. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. waiting for the Wes Borland signature Ibanez to come back. Yeah. I mean, I for ages I really wanted one of those four string um, PRS. Yeah, four string PRS. What was the was it was it Monkey that had a signature oh, yeah. Ibanez the Apex Thirty? Uh, wow. God, you can still buy it. I didn't realise. I thought they'd just been discontinued. What? They're still um, in production. They are. You can still buy them. I just googled it. Guitar guitar thirteen fifty nine available right now. Ibanez signature Apex thirteen monkey metallic grey matte. Um, there's that. There's that amazing uh, DVD of like how to. I think it's a DVD like guitar tutorial thing. Back when you could still that was still kind of really a thing. Yeah. And it's them talking about like the different guitar parts. And you just realize that like, how mad the guitar playing is not from like a technical perspective, but they're like, we're going to play like two notes and then run it through a whammy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's the weirdest tutorial because there's like nothing technical in it. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, okay, the, the riff goes like zero, three, two zero one three <laughs> just a lot of open strings you know loads of distortion um 
Yeah, very that different. That sounds about right. Indeed. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Mike McCready, I might hate Sunburst, but when it's relict, you can't help. Relic saves all, in my opinion. <laughs> a good relic saves all, which I know when we were at GAC was always the biggest. I'd say at least once a day, someone had a conversation about, oh, I don't get relics. I hate it. Oh, it's like, God, what, what is it? jeans you're wearing. It's such a, yeah, it's such a weird thing, isn't it? I don't care that, like, it is, it, it, people who don't like relics have to tell you that they don't like relics. They can't just, you know, not like them <laughs> yeah. quietly. <laughs> yeah, it's a, indeed. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, anyway. so uh, I'm going to go and buy a West Borland ah, so. Um And I'm going to learn to play Break Stuff. Mm, so, uh, great no. idea. So, Matt, anyway. I've, uh, I've been using Native Instruments Guitar Rig 7 Pro a lot more this week. I know we spoke about it last week, but I didn't do a sound demo or anything, so I recorded something with it this week. So Guitar Rig Pro, I didn't realize it's like £179 for the plugin, but of course, dear listener, you, you get the 10% off with the Guitar Nerds discount code, which I think is just Guitar Nerds. I need to check what that is, actually. But there is a, a, a long-standing discount code with all native instruments and isotope plugins. But um, I was just like having a look at, you know, sort of the things that they've that they've introduced on there. They've added like a Soldano amp that sounds fantastic. They're super fast 100. They're Reverb Delight, which is obviously a, a Fender Deluxe, and it, which sounds absolutely amazing. They finally added a Vox AC30, which is odd that it's taken them that long to include it. Your standard Ampeg SVT300, which is, you know, great for the on the amp things. And then they've added things like a, a tape wobble, um, strip which is great that you can just run after everything and get these really weird cool effects a noise machine which creates tones inspired by like cassette tapes and vhs tapes and things like that which is great just to put last in the chain vintage reverbs they put this color thing which adds like character it's like a warmth it adds like you know it's like an eq thing but it adds that sort of analogy warmth and a loop machine as well that's on there and and loads of pedals as well like tube screamers uh the seattle fuzz which is a, a very lovely sort of grunge era style um thickly harmonic fuzz but there's basically tons and tons of stuff on the on the on the new plugin and the way they lay it out on the uh on the plugin in your daw is you can kind of build it in like a, an effects chain almost like a rack which is really right. handy for me to be able to see what i've put in this rack that i'm running my guitar into um and then they have loads of really handy presets as well so i thought i'd build a track using only presets so um <clears throat> I've used their Fender Deluxe for some rhythm guitar. Then I've used like a, uh, I've taken a Vox AC30 and run their thick saturated Seattle fuzz into it to add some like thick chords over the top of the picked part. And then the lead guitar, I was using this, um, uh, this, uh, this setting, this preset uh, called Arctic, which was this lovely, incredibly dry, crisp, retro sounding, um preset which sounded great with the telecaster on the bridge pickup and then i do the second section towards the end of this track where i used uh like a shimmer style effect in the background and on top of that i ran a bunch of guitar through the aforementioned the that that sort of lo-fi thing that makes it sound like it's going through a um a cassette tape 
and uh, I put a bunch of sort of weird glitchy vibrato on it as well. But uh, here's the sample. I think this plugin, bear in mind, this is just my Telecaster, just this plugin. You're not hearing anything else. No other processing was used on it. This is a one-stop shop. Here it is. I always hate that on these things, Matt. Whenever we play it, because we're on a we're on a call, it just plays it in mono, so everything just gets slammed into your ears. And I did some really great panning on that, which the listeners will hear. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought it sounded wicked. That fuzz, especially, you know, the fact that it's all in a plugin. And I was having this conversation with. Uh, I know we had this conversation last week briefly, um, but I was talking to another uh, colleague, and again, just plugins versus real amps and you know it's just they sound so good plugins just they do sound so good they're so versatile they're so just worth getting into because of what you can do now um and it's just the modern way of of being able to write and record music and do demos and like you couldn't have just done demos like that before it's just it's incredible the sounds that you're getting out of that and that's not a cranked up amp and you know realistically eyes closed you'd never tell the difference um so i thought it was really cool the shimmer sound was cool um but the fuzz sound won it for me you know if that's a plug-in then you know put that plug-in in in a pedal (laughs) basically (laughs) so impressive so impressive yeah they are very good now we are coming to the end of this week's podcast dear listener matt and i are going to head over to patreon patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where actually each week we record an extra episode this week we're going to be looking at some of the questions that you have been posing dear listener over on the guitar nerds group on facebook um uh i think we're maybe going to talk about uh henrik linda um is talking about options for sort of mid-level reverb pedals he's an interesting question about how it's a matter of taste of course but when people talk about reverb pedals they tend to talk about the most expensive ones like strymon and chase bliss or if you just want a cheap reverb then you go for more behringer what's in between so we're going to talk about some of the great options that there are there andy manley this is a question from last week actually dear listener that we didn't get round to last week has put us towards this website called mydreampartscaster.com 
which is an extraordinarily oh. exciting website. So we're going to have a look at some of the stock that they've got over there. Um, and yeah, we might we might look at some other questions as well. We'll see how it goes. But uh, thank you very much once again for listening, dear listener. Um, come over and join us on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. If you head there, it'll give you all the, in- the information on how you can sign up. If you're heading over to Guitar Summit, if you're in Europe, let us know. Matt and I will be there. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a great time. And we'll be back next week, probably, for more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Goodbye. Thank you very much you wonderful people thank you especially to our ten dollar top tier patreon backers very soon some of you will be receiving your goody bags but for now thank you very much to nicholas strong rocket rob patterson marcus deluxe suresh dorsonic pickups rob witherden chris franklin anton fryant russ Meehan, barry gresbick steve davis daniel walker John Conaway, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Dan Pilver, Brian Einsler, Dylan Griffiths, Mark Izzow Kadawaki, Eric File, Peter Pesce, Andy Manley, Joe Puttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Storr, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia the Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Rob Nordvik, Scott O'Brien, and Moog Gravit. 